Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, forasmuch as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. In verse 1, it says Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. He was already on the way there because if you pack, uh, back up one chapter in chapter 18 in verse 35, you'll find that he was coming nigh to Jericho. And now that Jesus is coming close to Jericho, in chapter 19, he's entered Jericho and he's going out of Jericho. Now, here's why this is important. First off, it's important because Jesus is going the last time through Jericho. He's not going to come back by that way ever again. That's why it's of utmost importance that whoever's in Jericho that has a need gets their need met before the door closes. So Jesus is passing through for the last time. As he's on the outskirts of the city, there's a blind man named Bartimaeus. That's in chapter 18 and verse 35 and following. And he's begging. He hears Jesus is coming through. He cries out. And Jesus stands still and he says, bring that man to me. And when they bring Bartimaeus to Jesus, he says, what wilt thou that I do unto thee? And he didn't say that you would heal um, my son or my daughter. He doesn't say, Aunt Ruth has got an ingrown toenail, can you touch her? He doesn't say a bunch of foolish prayer requests. He tells about his greatest need. And that's where uh, if you're going to get help from the Lord, you're going to have to deal with your great need. If you don't have a great need, you'll not have it met. And this man had a need. He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He was just being honest. That's what he needed. He didn't say, I've got financial bills and I can't pay my doctors or any of that stuff. He said, Lord, I, this is my greatest need today. And that's what he asked for. And Jesus said, receive thy sight. So this man got what he needed. And as Jesus is now entering Jericho, I can imagine that there was a lot of talk going on. And it seems to me like that this blind man in verse chapter 18, verse 43, it said that he, he followed him, glorifying God, and all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. So there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of commotion going on as Jesus went through Jericho. And as he went through, there was a man there that had a need. His name was Zacchaeus. He heard about what Jesus had done. He heard that he was a healer. 
he heard that he could take care of a sinner's problem. And so he decided, first off, he would inquire about who Jesus was. If you don't make a decision that you want to find out about Jesus, you'll stay like you are. If you are going to find out anything about Jesus Christ, if you're going to have any of your problems met, especially your greatest problem as a sinner, if it's going to be met, it will be met, because, uh, it'll be met by you, first off, making a decision. Joel said there are multitudes in the valley of decision, and those in that valley are those that have to make a decision about what they're going to do. Now, Elijah was on the Mount Carmel, and he had the prophets of Baal on one side. He erected the altar to, the, to Jehovah God on the other side. And he, here's the question. He said, why halt ye between two opinions? You need to decide what you're going to do. Are you going to go this way or this way? Because if you're going to go this way, then just quit playing games. If you're going to go this way, then go all in. You see, you can't serve God and mammon. You got, you, you got one master and that's it. And see, uh, mammon, which is money, it's the God of this world uh, that's headed up by the devil himself. He wants all. And so does the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all or nothing. You got to go one way or the other. You cannot be friends with the world and friends with the Lord. You can't be friends with both. You, you have to pick what you're going to do. you got to make a decision. This man, Zacchaeus, made a decision. What was that decision based on? A desire that was inside of him. He said, I've got a need and I've got a desire. And what was his desire? In verse 3, he sought to see Jesus. He wanted to see him. Where did he get that idea from? Probably from Bartimaeus. I'm sure he was talking about it as he went through Jerusalem. And, and Zacchaeus heard it and he said, I want to see him too. But he had a problem. See, he had a desire, but he had a problem. And his problem kept him from seeing. And what did he want to see? He wanted to see Jesus. What about Jesus? Did he want to just see him? What does it say in verse 3? He wanted to see who he was. Is he just a regular, ordinary man? Who is he? I want to see him. Is he all that I've heard that he is? And maybe you're here tonight, and that is what state you're in. You've heard all the stories. You've heard the testimonies, but you've not seen him. You don't know that he can do that for you. That's your problem. You want to see him. But you can't see him. Why couldn't Zacchaeus see him? Well, verse 3, he could not for the press. There was a lot of commotion going on. And the word here for press means a group of people that's not in order. It looks like chaos. People are bumping into each other. And it's kind of like cattle just running through, bumping uh, one another, going through the city. And he had a problem. He wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't get there. Maybe you're here tonight and you want to see him, but you can't get there. You need help. You can't make it on your own. That's where Zacchaeus was. And the other thing in verse 3 was he was little of stature. He didn't have enough height to see over everybody else. He come up short, and the scriptures tell us, all have sinned and come short 
of the glory of God. All of us are in the same boat. We're not going to get to, uh, to heaven based on what we do. If you're dependent upon your good deeds and your good works, you're going to come up short. If you're expecting your church attendance or certain affiliation to get you there, you're going to come up short. Nothing less than having a personal encounter with Jesus Christ is going to get you your greatest need met. You cannot be saved unless you meet Jesus Christ. You cannot just hear about him. You must meet him. Zacchaeus wanted that. And so he realized he wasn't going to make it. So in verse 4, it said he ran before and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was to pass that way. He'd already charted out the course. He knew the road. He knew the road that Jesus should be going down. And he, he spied out a place and he said, I've got a desire in me and I'm not going to take no. I'm not going to let others keep me out. They may do what they want to do. They may be closer than me, but I've got a need and I've got to get there. So he runs in front of other people and he finds a tree. It'd do you good to mark out the course where the Lord walks by and pick out a spot and wait on him to pass your way. You say, where is he going? I'll tell you one, he goes by the way of praise and thanksgiving. So if that ever picks up, then you better perk up and chart that path. He's going that way. He is nigh unto all them that call upon him in truth. If you're going to be honest with him, you can be sure he's walking that way. So there's the scriptures, they tell us about the pathway of the Lord and which way he goes. So Zacchaeus, he's charting out the course and he says, I'm going that way. He finds a tree. He climbs a tree because he's too short. And as he climbs that tree, he's looking across the, the crowd and he, he thinks he might see him, but he wants to know not just about Jesus, he wants to know who he is. Who is he? So he's looking across the crowd in verse 5 when Jesus came to the place. I tell you, there's a special place when you meet the Lord. I think about... The song, there's a place that's dear to me. It's where the Savior set me free. I still remember it like it was yesterday. I remember, I remember when the Lord found me. Do you remember when he found you? Do you remember where you were? Remember what you were doing? Do you remember the desire you had in your heart? Do you remember the decisions that you made and said, I don't understand it all, but I'll go that way. I don't have it all figured out, but I've heard enough that if he's a half as wonderful of what I've heard, he can take care of my problem. So Jesus comes by that way. He comes to the place. In verse 5, he looked up and he saw him and he said to him, Boy, ain't that a blessing. Jesus passed by his way. He didn't, Jacchaeus didn't have to find Jesus. Jesus found him. And Jesus passed underneath the tree where he was. Jesus looked up and Jesus saw him. Boy, when they locked eyes, there's a conversation about to take place. 
Have you ever met the Lord that way? Has he ever come by your way? That's a blessed place if he ever passes by your way. Not only did the Lord see him, I tell you, it do you good to go through the Gospels and look at where the Lord sees people. He saw his disciples whenever they were going about their daily lives. He saw Nathaniel under a tree. He saw Peter, James, and John. He saw them fishing. He saw him. The Lord sees you where you are. He knows exactly where you are and what you need. Uh, you don't have to explain to him the whole situation. Jesus knew full well before he ever stepped foot into Jericho that there was a man that needed him there. And he was going to make sure he passed by that way. And not only did he go that way, but that he would stop underneath that tree of the man that needed him. The man that was coming up short. He had a great desire, but he was in a position where he couldn't help himself. How can you add more to your height? Can you, by thinking about it, add an inch or two to your height? None of us can. You are who you are. That is a place where the Lord has to bring every sinner. You are who you are and you are where you are because that's who you are. You are a sinner not because you've committed sin. You're a sinner because that's who you are inside. You can't help yourself but sin. You need a change inside. And if he doesn't come by and change you, you'll be stuck that way forever. And I'll remind you that Jesus here is not passing this way again. He's going to Golgotha. He's going to Jerusalem. Because in chapter 18 and verse 35, well, look in verse 30, chapter 18, verse 31, he took the 12 and said, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. What's going to happen? In verse 32, he'll be delivered unto the Gentiles and be mocked and spitefully entreated and spitted on. They'll scourge him and put him to death, and the third day he'll rise again. Where's he going? He's going to Golgotha. He's going to be crucified. He's going to lay down his life a ransom for many. He's not coming by this way again. That's why it's so important that Zacchaeus gets in while he can. The door of opportunity is all but gone. And if, if uh, you study your Bible right, Zacchaeus is the last man Jesus saves before Calvary. He's the last man. Say, so what about the thief that was on Calvary? Zacchaeus is the last man that we have in the biblical record that got his great need, his soul satisfied by the Savior. He's the last man before Calvary. One day there will be a last one to get saved in the door. Close up and that's it. Get in while you can. Zacchaeus didn't know all of this that we know. This is written for our learning and our admonition that we take heed to it. Zacchaeus, he understood what was going on. He saw Jesus and Jesus saw him. And not only did Jesus see him, but Jesus spoke to him. For he said unto him, and then he called him by name. I'm sure the man is thinking, how does he know me? He don't know me from Adam. But Jesus did know him. He knew exactly where he was and what he needed. And Jesus called him by name. Do you remember when you met the Lord? And it was, even though there may have been many around you, 
There was just you and him. Everything else was, sh was shut out. It was a conversation between the both of you. It was him talking to you and you listening to what he had to say. Not only did Jesus see him, but he spoke to him and he's called him by name and he said, make haste, don't wait, come down. I'll have you to know Jesus always calls people down before he'll abide at their house. He will not go home with you if you'll not come down, if you'll not let your pride go, if you'll not humble yourself, if you will not take him on his terms. He'll not come home with you. For here's what he says. Come down, for today I must abide at thy house. I must. it do you good to go through the Gospels and look at the must of Jesus. It, uh, there is a woman by a well. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. He must needs go through Jericho on this day and on your day. It, your day of salvation. He must needs come by your way just like he did theirs. He said, I must abide at thy house. I don't want to pay you a visit. I want to abide there, which means to dwell. I want to take up a residence there. I want to live with you, Zacchaeus. And what does Zacchaeus do in verse 6? He did exactly what he was told. He obeyed. He, he, uh, he made haste. He came down. He received him joyfully. There's something to this receiving Jesus Christ. Uh, it's, it's not real complicated. It's, it's really, really simple. But I'll tell you how it gets so complicated. Because people have heard others' testimony and they try to line themselves up with others and what they went through, but the Lord don't deal with people all the same. He deals with individuals. You'll notice that uh, there are three different settings in the Bible where he healed blind men. He didn't do it all the same. For Bartimaeus, he just said, receive it, and he got it. Oh, notice this. Bartimaeus, in the chapter before, Jesus said to him, receive thy sight. He had to receive something. And Zacchaeus, when he came down, he received him joyfully. And to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. If you're not willing to receive him, you can't have him. Uh, if you think that you're going to merit salvation in any kind of way, you can't get it. It's a free gift. It's a free gift by grace. Otherwise, men would be able to boast. And there's no boasting in salvation. It's as simple as Zacchaeus' testimony would be, which is... I wanted to see him. I couldn't see him. I come up short, so I climbed a tree. And when I couldn't get to him, he came to me. And when I didn't know what to say when we were looking at each other, he spoke to me. And when he said something to me, he knew me. He called me by name. He told me what to do. And I just held out empty hands, and somehow he went home with me. It ain't complicated. If you're poor and needy, if you're helpless and you need help, you can have him. When did Jesus say you could have him? Look in verse 9. Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation come to this house. That's very specific. 
This day, which is today. You say, when can I be saved? Today. Today you can be. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. How does a heart get hardened? By hearing and refusing. Instead of hearing and receiving. You see, you've got to receive what the Lord gives you. Zacchaeus did that. He obeyed. You see, you must obey what you hear. That's what it says in Romans chapter 10. Here's what everybody likes quoting. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's very true. And it works. That's the way it is. But that's the end of the line. You need to work your way back down. You see, because how can they call on him in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And then the next phrase is, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. You've got to obey what you hear. If you're not willing, you'll not get it. You must receive based on what the Lord gives you, based on his, his terms. You see, he spoke to Zacchaeus individually. And he does the same with every person. He always deals with people individually. God loves you as a person. He knows you. He sees you. He knows your need. And he's willing to help you out of your great need. He did for Zacchaeus. He'll do the same for you. Zacchaeus received him joyfully. Zacchaeus sought. Jesus saw. And in verse 7, others saw what was going on and what they said was uh, they murmured against what Jesus was doing, going home with this man. They, uh, they said he was gone to be guest with a man. That's a sinner. But boy, what a blessed phrase. Because Jesus is a friend of sinners. Not just a sinner. Zacchaeus was a well-known sinner. For in verse 2, you find he was chief among the publicans. He wasn't just a tax collector. He was over all of the tax collectors. He was hated even more than the publicans were. And Jesus is going home with this man that's so hated by the public. But that's who he came for. He came for the worst. He came for those that couldn't keep their life together, those that were dissatisfied in the inside. See, Zacchaeus had a lot of money. Says he was rich, but he couldn't buy happiness, nor contentment, nor peace inside. But that's who Jesus came for. For here's what Jesus said. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's why he came. If you're lost, you're the reason he came. Zacchaeus found what he needed. You can too. If you've got a need inside, he'll meet your need. If you've got a sin problem, Jesus is the answer. He can take care of your problem. I would also call to your attention, I'll close with this. Zacchaeus in verse 8, it said he stood and he said, Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man 
by false accusation I restore him fourfold. Where did he get that idea from? That's in the law. That's in Leviticus. Or that's in uh, Exodus. The law required that if a man stole, he had to pay back four times the amount that he took. See, Zacchaeus knew the law. And you have the, I want you to have this understanding of the text. When Jesus told him to come down, I must abide at thy house today, Jesus says nothing about salvation until first off, uh, Zacchaeus had a confession. Look at this. He calls him Lord. Uh, if you're not going to confess him as Lord, you can't have him. If you don't want him to run your life, if you don't want him to have full sway and control of you, you can't have him. If he's not going to be your Lord, then he'll not be your Savior. You don't make him Savior now and Lord later. That's, that's wrong. Uh, I, I don't know who come up with that in our generation, but I've heard that growing up. That's wrong. You don't make him Savior today and Lord later. If you don't take him on the grounds of Lord, he'll not save you. Say, how do we know that? Over 3,000 times in the Bible, he's called Lord. Only 33 times is he Savior. So you've got to take him as Lord. He's Lord. Say, well, I, I don't want him to be my Lord. Well, he is Lord. And one day, whether you, you either receive him today on friendly terms or one day when the door closes, you're going to bow your knee and your tongue is going to confess with your knee bowed, you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 says, you're going to bow your knee. You can do it today on friendly terms or you'll do it later as an enemy, but you're still going to confess him as Lord. You don't make him what he already is. He is Lord. He is the creator of all things. He is the redeemer of mankind. He is Lord. So you take him as such. Receive him as such. Zacchaeus said in his own in his own way, I suppose, you could put it that like that. He said, though he was rich, he had a need inside. I, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I need a Lord over me. The chief needed a chief. Say so he was the chief of sinners. And he needed the, the chief of all mankind, the Lord of glory. Jesus in verse 9, he said, This day salvation come to this house. Say, so how do we know salvation came to the house? Because not only did he confess, but he was converted. See, Jesus didn't say anything about salvation coming to that man's house until there is proof of it. You can say anything you want to with your mouth, but if your life doesn't back it up and you don't act upon it, it's worthless. We've got a generation that, uh, that claim to know the Lord, but their lives do not match it. They don't even do the least thing that's written in this book. Uh, and I'll not get over on all of that, but the Lord has commandments. Just in the law of Moses, 630 of them. Say, I can't keep all of those. That's right. That's why he sent a Savior, to redeem you from the curse of the law. Because we fall short. That's why this Savior came. 
However, when the Lord saves a person, the grace of God that hath appeared unto all men, first off, it teaches us to deny ungodliness. If it's not godly and you're going to be a part of it and it doesn't bother you, I seriously question whether or not you are ever converted. You may have made a confession. You may have professed to know Jesus Christ, but you don't possess Jesus Christ. Because if he ever moves inside of you, the, your temple, the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And you cannot defile the temple of God and God not take offense to it and not do something about it. You have to live what you say you got. And see, when Zacchaeus acted upon that, when he showed proof of that, Jesus said, salvation's come to this house. He don't say anything about salvation until there's proof of it and evidence. See, there must be fruits brought forth. I could go up to Walmart and buy an apple tree, what they tagged as an apple tree, and I can plant it in the yard, but after 10 years' time, if it don't put on an apple, that may be what the label says, but I don't see the fruit. And it's the same way when it comes to salvation. There's many who profess they don't live it. Zacchaeus confessed, but he was also converted, and there's evidence of it. Do you need the Lord to pass by your way? He can, and he will. Here's my closing thought for you. Zacchaeus was short. He come up short. He couldn't get there. He couldn't see Jesus. But when he came up short, the tree made the difference. And if you are in a place where you've come up short and you keep trying and you ain't made it yet and you just keep feel like you're beating your head against the wall and you ain't going to make it, when you come up short, the tree will make a difference. Jesus, when he got underneath Zacchaeus, he said, Make haste and come down. In other words, you're in the tree. You need to come down. I'll take your place on that tree, Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus made haste and came down. And a few days later, Jesus took the place on the tree. For the scriptures say, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every man that hangeth upon a tree. He became our curse so that you don't have to be cursed. Are you coming up short? Your cross may 